around a month ago, I sent out a market research survey because I needed to know what you need as a writer so that I could really figure out what kind of support they need. And when I looked at the results, these are my takeaways. I have writers in this audience in every stage of writing. I have writers who are at the very beginning. I have writers with finished manuscripts and everywhere in between. And they need personalized support. These writers need support that is specific and unique to their story and their writing process. You want to feel like a writer. Everyone who answered this wants to actually feel like a writer instead of like an imposter. And that is something that I think every single writer can can sympathize with. And finally, you want to finish your memoir. You want to finish this. I had so many comments that I just want to get across the finish line. I've been working on this or I've been thinking about it. I just want to do it. I want to actually do this. I want to actually finish it. And so I, today's episode, I want to talk about nine steps to finishing your memoir. These are nine things that you can do right now that will get you closer to finishing that memoir you are so excited to finally finish. So let's get started. You are listening to the Memoir Method Podcast, the place for writers, readers, and anyone who appreciates the collective power of our stories. In this podcast, we explore the impact of memoir alongside an examination of writing techniques and strategies used in the genre. Whether you're an aspiring writer looking for inspiration and guidance, or a passionate reader seeking meaningful connections through shared experiences, the Memoir Method Podcast is your go-to conversation spot. I'm your host, Charlotte. I'm an editor, writer, and the heart behind Bookish Edits. I am so glad that you're here. Let's get started. Okay, nine steps to finishing your memoir. Step one, you need to open or close your manuscript. This is a really funny step one because it is completely dependent on how you work as a writer. What I mean by that is if you haven't opened up your manuscript in a while, I want you to open that document and reacquaint yourself with your draft. I think that spending time away from your manuscript is really important. And so if you've been doing that, that is wonderful. We just need to make sure that we get back to the manuscript as well. We need to make sure that we get ourselves back there. So if you've been taking a break, then I want you to open up that document, take a look through, refresh yourself on what it is that you're writing and how you've been writing it. And then if you are like some of my writers, you have been looking at this thing for way too long and you need a break. I, if this is you, I want you to close your draft. No, really, I mean it. I want you to exit and leave it be. Um, at least for a few days, maybe even for a week or two. Space is really good. I want you to give yourself space that space can give you clarity. It's really easy to get caught up in your own head and and so I want you to give yourself space. So step one, you need to open or close your manuscript depending on where you are in your writing process, what kind of writer you are. Number two, I want you to remind yourself that you are a writer. It's so interesting whenever I meet with 
new writers in particular, one of the things that they're looking for is they are they want to feel like a writer. They want validation in that part of their identity. And it is so easy to doubt yourself the further you get into your writing, especially if you're a new author. And I want you to do this often. Whenever you are frustrated and don't know if what you're doing is going to make a difference or if anyone's going to care, I want you to pause and say to yourself, I'm a writer and my story matters. I know that feels a little uncomfortable sometimes. I want you to say it out loud, write it down. The more that we can tell ourselves that I'm a writer and my story matters, the more our brain is actually going to believe it. Whenever you start to doubt yourself, go back to, wait, I'm a writer and my story matters. It's easy for us to get in our heads and think, oh, well, real writers are the ones who are published. Real writers don't have a difficult time writing. That is bogus. You are a writer if you want to write. And if you and if you write, regardless of what gets published, regardless of how difficult it is, I think every single writer, published or not, has had those blocks and has thought, what am I doing? This is so incredibly difficult. You are in good company. And so whenever you're feeling that frustration, remember to say to yourself, I am a writer and my story matters. The third step in finishing your memoir is to evaluate what it is that you actually want to say. This is something that I am surprised at how overlooked this step is by so many writers. I want you to put your manuscript aside. So you've opened it or you've closed it from step one, wherever you are with that, put it aside and figure out what it is that you actually want to say with your story. Remember that a memoir is designed to connect. And if you're going to connect, then you need to have something to say besides this happened to me and then this happened. This is not, a memoir is not an account of something that happens. It is a story with a distinct purpose. So I need you to know what it is that you want to say. In Bookish Edits Land, with uh, my writers and in my programs, we call this a thesis or a core message. And you need to know what it is that you actually want your readers to take away from your story. And so many writers actually don't know what that is, even after they've written quite a bit. And this is one of the reasons why they feel so lost, because they they don't actually know what it is that they're trying to say. Or if they did have an inkling or a concept of what that was, they've lost it. So make sure that you pause and you really figure out, okay, what is it that I want to say with this story? Step number four you need to define for yourself what finished actually means. There are many ways you could have, you could reach that finish line depending on what it is. It could be a first draft, which is going to be a pretty messy draft. You're going to have some revisions and edits to do after that first draft, but you will have a first draft. Remember that we cannot edit a blank page. So having a first draft as your finish line is absolutely fantastic. Your finish line could be working through your revisions. 
This could mean that you want to spend your time smoothing out your pros, working out the kinks, making sure that you are saying what it is that you want to say. When you know what it is that you want to say, revisions are so much easier because you can go back and figure out, okay, does this support my message? That is one of the things you can do in revisions and making your way through a manuscript, doing those revisions is a great finish line to have if that's where you are. Your finish line could be copy edits and proofreading. This is the more fine tuning of a manuscript. This is where you most often uh, need an editor's help. Although I would say an editor can help you at any stage of these of this writing, any of these finish lines, an editor can be a fantastic source of support for you. But a finish line can be those copy edits and that proofreading. That can be going through that more refining and polishing. That can be such a fantastic finish line to shoot for. A finish line could also be the formatting and the design of a manuscript. This is when you're in the final leg of the publishing process as far as producing a book. Uh, this is probably more specific if you are going to be self-publishing, but you your finish line could be just getting it actually published, getting it actually out into the world. Your finish line could be having a draft that is ready to shop to agents. That finish line could be reaching out to agents and having a process for query letters and getting and book proposals and getting everything, doing everything you can to get your book out into the world. So in step four, you need to figure out what finished means for you. When you talk about a finish line, what is it that you actually want and what do you actually mean by that? Step number five is to sketch out a plan. So now that you know your finish line, now that you know what it is that you want to say, what needs to happen for you to reach that finish line? And when we sketch out a plan, it's easy to think that this plan is inflexible and this is what has to happen and this is exactly how it has to happen. But when you sketch out a plan, we want that to be flexible. Sketching out a plan is a way for you to organize your mind and your head around what needs to happen and what order. It's a way for you to, ev to evaluate your energy and to really decide, okay, like let's make this doable. We take this finish line and we break it down. When, when you tell yourself, oh, well, I, I, I want to finish this first draft. If that's your finish line, well, that's, that's it. I want to finish the first draft, but you have no plan for how to get you there. That finish line is going to stay a finish line and it's going to be overwhelming and it's going to be really hard to get yourself in the headspace that you need to be in to, to actually cross that finish line. So sketching out a plan makes everything smaller. It makes everything more doable, everything smaller, so that you can know exactly what it is that you need to do next time you sit down to write. And ask yourself, what is something that I can do every day or every week to move me closer to the finish line? Is writing a chapter every week, is that going to move you closer? Is spending 30 minutes in revisions, is that gonna move you closer? It doesn't matter how big or small it is. It doesn't matter if it's 10 minutes a day or even 10 minutes a week. If you can just figure out what it is that you need to move closer, progress is progress and it doesn't matter how fast it is, how fast it takes you to get there. Just identify what progress is going to look like for you and commit to, to taking those small steps. Small steps are still steps. 
and you will be getting closer and closer to that finish line regardless of how much time you're able to spend on your on your draft or revisions. Step number six, which <laughs> with nine steps, two, we're two-thirds of the way in, and we're just now getting to the step where I want you to go back into your manuscript. So I want you to go back into that manuscript and run everything through that core message that you detailed out in step number three. Go through what you've already written and decide, okay, what supports that message? What doesn't support that message? This is a really great way to take some of the emotion out of revisions, out of that big picture planning, because it's easy to think that we need to include everything when we don't. We only need to include in our memoir the content that supports our thesis, that supports that core message. Make sure that you use that core message as a filter and also be aware of, do I have a point A and a point B? Do I have endpoints for my story, for my memoir that my reader will be able to say, okay, we're starting here and this is where we end. And that doesn't mean that everything has to be resolved, but you do need to know the transformation and journey that you're taking your reader on. When we think about that core message, I want you to also think about how am I going to share that core message? How am I going to structure and tell my story in a way that supports this thesis? So make sure that you know what that journey is going to look like as you are also running everything through that core message. What what about your story? What about its structure is supporting this message that you want to send to your reader? Step number seven, I want you to set timers. This sounds so simple, but I think it's so effective. So whether you are a master procrastinator or a determined focuser, a timer is going to help you know when you need to double down. In my program, the Memoir Method Live, we have weekly co-writing sessions where we meet together on Zoom for 90 minutes and check in with each other and write. We probably have a little over an hour each time after we check in and kind of talk through different different things with each other. We have about an hour or so to sit and write. We mute our mics. Some people like to turn off their cameras, but we we just sit and we do our work together. And this is such a great accountability tool. And so many writers who have been through this program and who attend those co-writing sessions tell me, oh, this is this is my most focused time to write. When I'm here, when I'm with you, and I know that we're all here together, this is a reminder, oh, I can't get up and just go do something else to distract myself. This is my time. It's a it's an effective timer, an effective way to stay accountable and show up for yourself and for your story. Timers are going, setting a timer is going to do two things for you. It's going to compel you to sit down and and write. It's going to compel you to just devote time to writing. It's going to be a way for you to show up for yourself. And it's also going to compel you to take a break. It's really easy to get lost in the story, lost in your words. One of my writers, um, several of my writers actually have ADHD and it's really easy for them to hyper-focus and then they kind of reach that mental burnout or they become, the emotions become so much because they spent so much time focusing. And so I recommend to set a timer both for that accountability and for that reminder that you can and need to take a break. Step number eight is to set up a discouragement game plan. As writers, our 
never going to feel awesome about our writing all the time. Sometimes we do, and that is so much fun when we feel that way. But we're not always going to feel that way. And when discouragement sets in, whether that whether that shows up through imposter syndrome, some depression, or what have you, having a plan is going to help you remember that things are not always going to be this way. It will take you less by surprise and and leave you and you'll have a much better bounce back rate. Here are some ideas for things to include in your discouragement game plan. You can take a break and that break could be a few days. That break could be a week, a few weeks, but give yourself permission to take a break if what you've been working on is just too much. Do something else that you're good at. I really love to bake and I love to bake bread and cakes and cookies and so sometimes it's really nice when I'm in my head and I'm feeling discouraged about my writing project to get up and do something else. Baking is fun because it's very I'm using my body. I'm it's a very physical way of being creative. And I all I'm good at it. And so you can shift from what you're frustrated with to do something else that you're good at. You can move your body. Moving our bodies are, that's such a great way to get out of your head. Uh, Moving our bodies is going to help us process emotions and anxieties and hormones and chemicals. It's going to help us flush all of that stuff through our bodies, become reconnected with that, with our bodies and to kind of get us out of, of a headspace that is, is negative. You could also reread a part of your memoir that you're really proud of or reread something else that you've written that you are feel really good about. I love going back and reading things that I've written that are really good. And I know that you have those too. So when you're feeling discouraged, it can really help to go back and look at what you've been able to do. Because when you see what you've been able to do, you can tell yourself, okay, look, I know how to do this. I'm just, I just need a break. I'm just in a place where I can't do that right now, or that's not happening organically right now, but I actually am good at what, at what I'm doing. I'm actually good at writing. You can journal through it. You can have some prompts set aside for this exact situation. Prompts I recommend that could be helpful for journaling as discouragement is what story am I telling myself about this discouragement? Is the story I'm telling myself, oh, I'm not very good at this? Well, is that very helpful? So examine, you can use your journal to examine your thoughts and the beliefs that you have about yourself in that moment and identify what's useful and what isn't and start to craft new ideas, uh, new thoughts, new beliefs that could move you out of that discouragement faster. You can also check in with a friend or even your editor. Writing while a solitary act is never meant to be done alone. And it can be really helpful to check in with a friend or an editor to bounce ideas off of, to get encouragement, to find commiseration. It is, discouragement is so much less overwhelming when, when you don't keep it to yourself. So all of those ideas, those are just ideas you can have to put into your discouragement game plan. I highly recommend doing this. It's going to be so helpful for you as you go throughout the writing and editing process. And then finally, number nine, I want you to establish an accountability system. Are you someone who can easily hold yourself accountable? Like, are you someone who can make a sticker chart and be and be good? You're like, okay, well, I'm going to tell myself to do this. I'm going to do it. 
Uh, or are you someone who you need who needs someone to check in with you? Uh, that is something that is really great about partnering with partnering with an editor because your editor is someone who's going to check in with you and see how you're doing. What is it that you want to work on? And and just having that kind of continual communication can help you from falling into a slump or from kind of forgetting about your memoir. An accountability partner, whether that's a friend or an editor or a partner, can help you stay on track to, to that plan that we set out in step five and to get you to that finish line. You can also maybe find a writing group. You can find those through libraries. You can find those online. I know of a lot of great uh, virtual writing groups that people can join. Some of them are free. Some of them are paid, but that can be a really wonderful way to find accountability and community in that writing. Uh, you could also set up a reward system for yourself. There's n- absolutely no shame in that. I love to reward myself when I do something hard. And that is something that's going to be motivating for you and kind of keep you accountable to this goal, to this finish line. Go for it. So those are the nine steps. I, or as I created these nine steps to finishing your memoir, this is what I noticed. As a writer, you are going to find the most success with your goals if you combine mindset tools with action-based tasks. If you noticed, we didn't actually really get into the manuscript in these steps until step six when we run everything through that core message. A lot of these are very mindset-based. Remind yourself that you're a writer. What is it that you want to say? Discouragement game plan. Our mindset tools as a writer are so crucial and often overlooked. And so when you can combine those uh, mindset strategies with action-based tasks, then you are setting yourself up for success. You're setting yourself up to actually cross that finish line. That marriage of tools and and strategies is exactly what I want to do next month in November. I have created what I'm calling the November Speedway. This is a writing intensive and accelerator for memoir writers who want to cross that finish line, whatever that's going to be. This is taking place uh, every day in November and here is what is involved in the November Speedway. We are going to have daily mini trainings where you are going to be hearing from me every single day with a small training that is designed to move you forward in your writing. We are going to have weekly live calls for coaching and uh, Q&A. This is where we come together and you guys ask me your questions and I answer them. So this is so helpful. Um, We do this in my memoir method live program with the writers there it is so helpful to bring your questions and be able to talk through hang-ups and ideas and questions Uh, so we get those weekly in the november speedway we also have a private facebook group where we can connect every single day to go over the to, to kind of talk about the daily training to have questions I'm going to be in a private Facebook group as well, answering your questions. I really want the Speedway to be a community experience. I think that that is so valuable as a writer. And the Speedway um, also comes with with an option to be partnered with a writing buddy. If you like to share your work with other people and get feedback, we will have a place for you to do that if that's what you want to do. So this container, this Speedway, 
is for writers who want momentum in their writing and they want to make real progress. In that market research I did, that was what you wanted. You wanted to make progress. You wanted to feel like you were actually moving forward instead of spinning in circles. And the Speedway is designed to to help you do that. I designed the Speedway to prove to you that you can finally cross that manuscript finish line, whatever that finish line is for you right now. You can take all of those random notes and draft a coherent and compelling manuscript. You can generate the momentum that you need by starting where you are right now. The way I'm structuring the Speedway is to give you the ability to personalize your writing plan, to personalize this way of engaging with your with your manuscript. This is not just a list of things that, okay, well, you do this and then you do this. So let me know if this sounds familiar. You have tried editing and revising on your own, but you're starting to realize that you don't know what you don't know. I've actually had a writer come to me and say that exact thing. I am looking for an editor because I don't know what I don't know. Maybe you've worked with an editor before, but they left you with a list of things to change without teaching you how to fix it, or even checking to see if their suggestions aligned with your vision. I was messaging with a writer who had a really bad experience with an editor, and this editor did not really get what this writer was trying to do, and it was a waste of time and money for this writer, and it just broke my heart. So maybe you've been in that boat. Maybe you've tried finding an agent, but no one is biting, and you're starting to wonder if your story is something anyone would actually care about. Now I want you to pause, and I want you to picture this. It's December It's the end of 2023 and you are reflecting back on your year and you're realizing that you did it. You crossed your finish line. You wrote your memoir. You finished those revisions. You polished up those copy edits and proofreading, whatever that finish line is for you. You did it. You pushed through the blocks, frustrations, and imposter syndrome while also deepening your understanding of narrative, story structure, and what makes a compelling memoir. It's the end of 2023 and you're ready for 2024. You're ready to take your manuscript into the next publishing phase. You are charged and ready. And all of this started for you in the Speedway. I created the Speedway to give writers the tools and encouragement they need to make progress and momentum in their memoir manuscript in a compressed amount of time. The Speedway is ideal for writers who have at minimum started their manuscript. And by that, I mean you can have a completed manuscript like some writers I work with, a partial manuscript, or even just a collection of notes and random bits of writing. That counts as the beginning of a manuscript. And in the Speedway, you'll learn how to generate momentum, make measurable progress on your manuscript, and craft a personalized plan to finish your memoir. I wanted to do this in November because for fiction writers, November is known as NaNoWriMo National Novel Writing Month. And I wanted to create a community for memoir writers that can kind of capitalize on that energy and momentum that fiction writers have in the month of November. So what makes the Speedway unique is the alchemy of mindset strategies, action-based tasks, and community combined every single day for a whole month. Because when you can spend a little time every day working on your memoir, and by working on your memoir, that, that can be on your computer working within the draft, and that can also be working on your mindset and your headspace. That is so valuable and crucial as a writer. And so you can work on your memoir without actually opening up your draft. So we're going to play with that a little bit in the Speedway as well. But when you can spend a little time every day working on your memoir, working on your, he- on your mindset, you're going to see results. 
The Speedway involves daily mini trainings throughout November, those mindset strategies and action-based tasks that are so essential for authentic progress, a private Facebook group for regular interaction with other writers, um, as well as daily support from me and weekly live coaching calls with a Q&A. Um, I do have a bonus as well, which is detailed on the website. Um, I haven't really done anything like this before, and I'm really excited, and the value of it is com- is remarkable. For this first iteration of the Speedway, I'm opening enrollment at only $250. So all of the details, including payment plans, uh, frequently asked questions, the format, and what to expect in your experience in the Speedway, and the bonuses are available at bookishedits.com speedway. I am so excited for this program. I'm so excited for November. We have people enrolling already, and I would love for you to be a part of it. So you can check that out. Ensure your spot in the Speedway by going to bookishedits.com speedway. You can uh, get 10% off of enrollment if you use the code podcast. So to recap, the nine steps you can take to actually finishing your memoir are one, open or close your manuscript. Two, remind yourself that you are a writer. Three, articulate what it is that you actually want to say. Four, define what your finish line is. Five, sketch out a plan. Remember that consistent effort produces results, no matter how small those steps are. Six, take your manuscript or whatever you have already written and run everything through that core message you identified in step three. Seven, set timers. These timers are going to keep you accountable for actually writing and they're also going to keep you accountable for taking a break. Number eight, set up a discouragement game plan. And number nine, establish an accountability system. If these steps and this approach to writing really resonate with you, you are going to love the Speedway. The Speedway is going to be this incredible container where we come together and merge our mindsets with our actions so that we can make real progress on this manuscript. So remember, you can enroll for the Speedway and read more about it at bookishedits.com speedway. Thank you so much for joining me today. I would love to know how you are getting on with each of these nine steps, which one speaks to you, which one you might have the most trouble with. And I'm also available to answer any of your questions about the November Speedway. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next time. You've just listened to an episode of the Memoir Method Podcast. The Memoir Method Podcast is presented by Bookish Edits. If you liked what you heard, the best way to support the show is to subscribe through your preferred podcast player. And if you're feeling especially inspired, I'd love it if you left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Leaving a review really does help other readers and writers like yourself find the show. If you want to continue the conversation, you can find me on my website at bookishedits.com or on Instagram at charlotte.edits.books. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.